Respectfully. 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 A Melanated Therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Now, before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you all can support us and our podcast. If you would like to show support through monetary gifting, you can send donations through Cash App at dollar sign respectfully mt you can also show support by sharing our podcast on social media tagging at respectfully mt rating the show and writing reviews to let us know you're listening and enjoying the show thanks in advance all right y'all so we back we back (laughs) (laughs) yes we are back happy to be caught and loaded and ready to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay fam so Sorry for the wait, but today we're talking about lust versus love. So a little bit about love. It's an intense feeling or deep affection for someone or a great interest and pleasure in something. While lust is to have a very strong or intense sexual desire. It's important to understand the difference between these two because we can get them confused a lot of the time. We often think lust is love when it's not due to overpowering emotions or of sexual desires. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, this is a interesting topic. Yes, it is. Um, and in order to decipher between love and lust, determine what your relationship with the other person will be without sex by thinking about if you enjoy any of the person's attributes or qualities outside of the bedroom or anywhere else that you all enjoy to have sex. <laughs> well, there's that. So... <laughs> So, friend, do you view lust as a bad or negative concept? Why or why not? Mm, I don't view it as a bad or negative concept because ultimately, you know, lust is it's a thing. It's, it's a feeling. Um, and ultimately, you know, whether, you know, there's love involved or, you know, it's just someone that you're dating or anything like that, having a strong, you know, intense sexual desire for that person, I don't see um, how that could be negative. But at the end of the day, if your intentions aren't pure, or if it's merely a situation where, you know, that other person could be feeling you more than you're feeling them, and it's just less to you, and that's not clearly communicated, then I think that's where, you know, it gets, you know, to the negative um, side of things. Mm, yeah, I could agree with that. What I... about you? I don't view it as negative either. Yeah, I feel like, for one, I feel like lust has to exist with love anyway. If we, if I'm being completely real with you, like correct. And then, like in an actual relationship, I still have to have lust for my partner because if it's mm-hmm. just love, then what are we doing? It's gonna be dry full. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so, a brush fire. Child. <laughs> Not a brush fire. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. No, but for but, I mean, but we, you know, we have passion as well. So we're not just saying that, you know, lust is it's just where it's at. But at the same time, I feel like it's still a component in in any right. type of situation um and, involving and I think it's and I think it's like passion 
and lusts go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think very similar to what you said. Like if it is like one sided, so to speak, and the other person's like all in love and it's just lust for mm-hmm. you. We're getting into rocky territory here. We're getting into shaky right. waters, boo boo. Right. Like <laughs> we right. need to check in on that. But no, I don't think it's a negative or a bad concept. Um, I think anything that is excessive or too much or anything that's too little, mm-hmm. that's when we're getting into those negative territories. Mm-hmm. But other than that, balance. exactly. Mm-hmm. If we have a little balance of some lust, yeah, we're in we're in yeah. good spaces. Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately it shouldn't be the driving force in your relationship only Mm -hmm. if that is the relationship that both people have agreed to. Now, if we agree agree to friends with benefits or just, you know, a little one night stand, then it is what it is. Because, you know, when you you in that club and that alcohol get the singing, you you know, child. child. (laughs) I'm not saying that that has happened to me, but I'm just saying (laughs) that... um, You know, (laughs) that it could be ignited. Lust could be ignited when there are libations involved. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So, we know know, as long as the the whole, the moral of the story is, as long as everybody's on the same page, then I say, do you? Facts. (laughs) Retweet, retweet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, I have had a one night stand before, but I'm just saying, I've never, you know, picked nobody up or been picked up in no club. Oh, I'm lying. Okay, well, I've never picked anybody <laughs> up. Someone has picked me up in the club, but I did not Dang. oblige them. Oh, um, okay. Well, then they yeah. pick you up then. Okay, well, I'm sorry. They got tipped it too. Yeah, um, but I just did because I wasn't just. <laughs> I'm not really about that life, you know. So, you know, I, I prefer a little meaningful interactions. But you know, every now and then, you know, if that's what I'm so, seeking, that's what I'm seeking. So please hold. I'm about to get all of your business for a second. Mm-hmm. You had a one night stand. Even though you're I've in had more than one relationships, you have. Yeah. Do they like? Do they for Ooh, you? I sound like a whole. <laughs> no, you do not. Listen, because I know you can appreciate meaningful relationships and interactions, right? Since yeah. you've had multiple one night stands, something Ooh, girl, I have not a few, done. A couple, a few. Don't say multiple, okay. multiple. Well, that's like more than five. I mean, okay, I'm sorry, you said more than one. Maybe, so I said I, all, maybe a few. How about maybe. a few? A little correct. sprinkle, less than a handful. Correct, correct, okay. correct, correct. <laughs> Sorry, let me let me fix that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I help Rewind. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you've had a few. So mm-hmm. how do you? How have you felt after them? Um, I felt fine. Um, only for the simple fact that I walked into them with the intention of it being just that. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, walked into a situation like that. Um expecting or hoping more than that encounter. Um, I think that that's where the muddies, I mean, the water gets muddied is when people um, kind of start off one way and then expect to finish a certain way or they walk into a situation hoping something else by giving in, or I don't say giving in, but participating in the one night stand, hopefully, you know, with the expectations that it may turn into something else. I think that's when it, it gets mm-hmm. a bad rap. But ultimately, like I said, if everybody's consenting adults and everybody's grown, then I mean, do your thing. If that's what you like, if you just want to run, mm, if you just want to do it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this PG. But um, if none you try, of this is PG at this point. Mm-hmm, mm, <laughs> my spirit is, though. But um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so if you are walking into the situation knowing that it's just going to be, you know, a one night stand or, you know, just a little sneaky link, then that is what it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I said, if you're walking into a situation expecting something else or feel like you're going to get to that expectation by going through that route, then I think that's where people's feelings start to muddy. get hurt. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing has been like, well, how do you feel like after since a meaningful relationship? That makes sense, though. I mean, have they like tried to talk to you after like a phone call, text, something like that? Some of them. Um, and so I, then it is it a one night stand? Uh, I mean, I feel like the lines get a little blurred because, but that don't mean that I've I've um been intimate with them again, like because I'm not like a rude person, so I'm not gonna just ghost, you know, even mm-hmm. you know. Some people do that, but I'm not going to ghost you. I'm still a nice person, so I'm going to respond to you. But if I walked into that situation just kind of expecting it to be that, then I'm going to commun- not only communicate that up front, but I'm going to move and operate as such. So I'm not going to be, you know, you text me like, hey, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? That's pretty much the extent of that. I'm not going to be like, well, how was your day? Or I'm not going to behave in a way that's not congruent with how I communicated what the situation and was initially. Be. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> there are your rules and instructions All right, I mean that's ahead. what worked for me I don't listen don't be uh, trying to do what I do and then um, come up on the there. eye comments talking about some um, you told me to no I didn't no I didn't <laughs> I'm just telling you what worked for me <laughs> but I'm a little Sounds older like now so work. you know so you know Sounds it's, like it's it more could, meaningful you know. now but you know back when you're young you know you just kind of just, well, I'm a kind of go with the flow type of person. Like I'm very rigid in other areas of my life, but you know, in uh, in you know the entertainment section, we're a little more you know <laughs> fluid and rigid. I'm not rigid. I'm sorry, a little more flexible in that department. Yes, so in the entertainment section. Yes, yes, yes the entertainment section of our life. We all need an entertainment know. tab. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> I don't know whether it's a good thing or bad thing, but you know, I um compartmentalize really well. So, um, you know. We all wear different hats. And I feel like when I'm wearing certain hats, then, you know, I got to come with a different perspective, a different behavior or approach versus when I'm in the entertainment section, then I'm just go with the flow, but I'm still not signing up for anything that I don't want to do. Right. Feel that. Okay. So question for you, friend. Have you ever been confused about whether you were in lust or love? If so, how did you know you were confused and what did you do once you found out which one you were experiencing? Mm, have I ever been confused about whether I was in lust or love? Child, yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like as a kid, you know, like teenager kind of stuff, puppy mm-hmm. love, kind of lust or love. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult, mm-mm, I don't think I was ever confused about that. Hmm. I when I, <laughs> and honestly, once I noticed that it was lust versus love, it was the moment where. Okay, so I've told y'all, you know, cutoff queen was in full effect <laughs> for a long time. So <laughs> for me, the moments that I was able to realize that I was in lust versus love was when this person would do something or say something that was super incongruent with what we had going on or with me and whatever. And it was easy for me to be like, I hate to use this word, but high key disgusted. Like, eh, <laughs> this ain't it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and also, like, I have to put into perspective too that during, you know, like teenage years, 
you know, probably early college and stuff like that. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't having sex. So to be frank with you, my lust was like a, a physical attraction to like how you looked, mm-hmm. what you sounded like, what you smelled mm-hmm. like, you know, all those things, um, how you would approach me um, and our physical touch of intimacy that did, was not sexual and, or sexually active in, in a sense, but yeah. So I didn't have that extra layer for me to get stuck with <laughs> the sex aspect. But as soon as somebody did something or said something, I was like, Mm-mm, that ain't gonna work. I was out. That's how I knew. It was just lust. Mm-hmm. Girl, you just like the way he looked. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question, follow-up question. So, yeah. okay, so you know how, um, now that we're adults, of course, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like every group or generation of adults always say this about the younger generation now that we've kind of gone through it. But, oh, you're not in love. You're too young to know what love is. Oh, it's, that's puppy love, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. how? so as I go back through my own personal experiences with, you know, thinking about lust and love, you know, when I was in high school on up um, through adulthood, I realized like there were times where I that I knew that I loved another individual you know what mm-hmm. i mean so do you feel like you know although you know um most adults feel like you know teens or you know adolescents are too young to truly know what love is or understand it that they can't actually experience genuine love at that age towards you know a significant other quote unquote absolutely not i think that you can experience love at any age and it just, it's going to look different based off of the circumstances. The love that I have grown to know as a certain kind of love right now mm-hmm. that I view as true love versus when I was younger exists right now because of my circumstances. I have mm-hmm. bills. I have schedules. <laughs> I have, right? I have things that I have mm-hmm. to be doing, which also have to fit with my idea of love and mm-hmm. the way that that presents. I really mm-hmm. believe that love is a choice, it's an action. And so mm-hmm. that, as an adult, that makes a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. As a kid, mm-hmm. if somebody were to tell me that love is a choice or an action, I'll be like, yeah, sure, right? Like, that mm-hmm. could definitely be a thing. But I don't have as many obligations. I don't have as many responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it like, well, this is how I feel. And since I feel this way, I want to respond to it. That's the whole thing. Like when we are teenagers, when we're younger adults, our brains, our frontal lobe, our executive functioning areas of our Mm -hmm. brains are not fully developed. And so Mm -hmm. we have to understand that that kind of love is still love. Mm -hmm. Like in just because it looks different from us as an adult doesn't mean that they're not in love. (laughs) Right. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and so I think like, yes, 100%, like you can still be in love when you're younger. I was, you know, like mm-hmm. and I can look back at those moments and call it puppy love because of the fact that I don't have all of those obligations that I have mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but it was still love and it was still sufficient enough for me to actually really care about that person or those people and mm-hmm. put in mm-hmm. effort to maintaining a relationship with them, even up until today. Like I can mm-hmm. still look back and say I love them, but now I love them in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I, I I agree with you, and I just think that you know when 
adults kind of say to, you know, the young, their, their, you know, younger generation, oh, that's just puppy love. It's almost like they're watering. It's like a watered down version. And I just don't feel like it's a watered down version. I feel like it's genuine. Um, but I mean, I feel like there are times when it's just lust and it could be confused, but I feel like there are, you know, instances of genuine love that happens between two individuals, regardless of age. And mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, although it's like you said, it looks different, but it doesn't mean that it's less meaningful because it's a teenager versus uh, an adult. You know what I mean? Um, so thinking about the question, um, hmm. Honestly, I'm trying to think real hard. I don't think that I've ever been confused about whether it was luster love. Um, well, maybe once, but I don't know. I feel like I figured that out later. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, so there was one time. Um, and you know, the the situationship <laughs> was mm-hmm. that it was just physical, you know what I'm saying? And it was wonderful, like, ooh, chai. Like, you know, <laughs> one of the um <laughs> you listen definitely in the top definitely listen, in the when top you three. when you have to pause like that and you yeah. can't even explain what it was that's guess, all it is again when you get a was, child. yeah definitely top three <laughs> definitely top three to this day <laughs> um but anyway so it was booming and ba- we were booming and banging you know um True. I guess figurative <laughs> literally. But anyway. I told you none of this is PG. I'm just saying. But um yeah, so but I guess I didn't truly understand that. So I knew that it wasn't more than it was because that was the only time that we would connect. So we would still see each other in our, you know, um everyday life like not every day but we would see each other consistently um but it was just like you know what's up, you know, hey, how you doing? Real real simple. Um, but when we came together in that physical, um, in the physical, then, you know, it was that lust, but back then, cause I was a lot younger, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm developing feelings. Like, you know, it's, it's being ignited, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But after it came to an end, I was able to look back and say, you know what? You thought that you had these feelings or that they were brewing, but ultimately you were just, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, hmm. I was just enamored with the feelings that I felt as a result of that physical connection. And Mm -hmm. then as I reflected on it a little further, then I'm like, you know what? Okay, well, was I seeking something from this individual outside of that physical? And the answer was no. It was literally just that physical part of it. And that's how I was able to kind of decipher between the the whole lust and love thing. Um, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it was as deep as love, but it was still some feelings that I thought were there that were not actually there. You know what I mean? Because I'm just enjoying being, you know, enjoying the ride. Um, Not literally um, for those listening, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, enjoying the, the moment, you know, the experience Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, And that is what was igniting all of these different feelings on the inside, not the attributes or qualities of that individual. Because to be honest, we weren't trying to figure out none of that stuff. (laughs) Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much how I was able to kind of, you know, tell the difference between the two. But it's only happened once. Usually I'm I'm quite aware of my intentions. I'm really I'm a person really big on intentions, whether they're big or small. And I always mm-hmm. try to make sure that the way that I operate is with the intentions that I have in mind that are also um, not de- potentially damaging to the other person involved. Because yeah. I don't want to, regardless of, you know, how long this pleasure lasts, I don't want to walk through these streets harming nobody. 
intentionally mm-hmm. or unintentionally. So I, any situation that I walk into, I try to check my intentions at the door to say, okay, Demetri, why are you walking into this situation? Is it just one of the situations you're trying to see what's up or are you trying to get to know this person? Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, very well said. I feel like there has been like throughout my life, my intention has always been dating to marry. I high key promise you that even dr- during like teenage years, why is this my mindset? I don't, well, I would say, I don't know, but truth of the matter is, is I don't like people to waste my time. So Period. there's that. But on the other side of things, it's like, I was a lot more go with the flow, especially when we younger and teenagers and all of that stuff. And like just early adulthood. But ultimately, I think you said that very well, especially, especially, especially because the deciphering, like once you recognize that, oh, like I really don't know anything about this person. And then I really don't like anything about this person outside of what they had to offer with these lustful things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like yeah. it's a huge wake up call. Like, oh, like I wouldn't even talk to you if I didn't like the way you looked. <laughs> That's my logic. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I'm here um, for it, though. I'm here for a friend. I, I, that's I feel like that. my big, right? Like, that's my big deciphering piece. Like, oh, you about to get cut off. I'm good. <laughs> Hashtag cut off queen. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. I, I feel, no, I feel bad. Yeah, no. Or, so, when was the first time you said, I love you to someone in your life other than family? What was it like? Mm romantic or platonic because i feel like you know it's two paths to that outside of family it's platonic and then you got romantic um, okay romantic okay romantic um ooh. okay so <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm a little torn but um <laughs> i think i was lord how old i was i was um let me see, I'm 37 now. I think I was like late 20s, early 30s um, when I said it to someone for the first time romantically. Um, uh, I was, unfortunately, it wasn't the right person um, and it didn't work out. Um, but I, at the time, I felt, what's the best way to describe it? I felt mm, warm. <laughs> Um, almost kind of like you know that Monica song "Love All Over Me." It's just it uh-huh. was it was just that I just felt love all over me. But more than anything, it was really um, I felt freedom. Um, and mm. when I say freedom, I mean not because when you have these intense feelings and you don't let them out, you become a prisoner to to them, and mm-hmm. they you know, start to build up and it starts to spill over in other areas of your life. And even though it's love is a positive emotion or a positive feeling, ultimately, if you're not communicating that with the person that is contributing to that, then you're holding this secret. And, you know, when you hold secrets, Mm -hmm. what that does to you. So there's negative Mm -hmm. impact, although the emotion um, overall is is a positive one. Um, So that's the freedom that I'm talking about. I felt free. I felt, you know, um, almost kind of, quote unquote, invincible in a way because I put that out there. Um, And of course, like I'm when I when I said it, real talk, I did not say it with the expectation of getting it back in return. I said mm-hmm. it so that I can live in my own truth and that I can put it out there. But also part two of that is that I will also be able to discern where that where that person's head was. 
mm-hmm. how they reacted to it. You know what I mean? And it, it mm-hmm. was received well and it was returned. But, you know, my whole thing is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, you want to live in your truth and you want to be aware of what it is that you're feeling. Now, I'm not saying just go out here just throwing out the, you know, I love you to anyone. But if that's what you truly feel and you've done that self-inventory to to see that, OK, this is how I define love and this is checking off all of these boxes for me, then why not communicate that? Why sit and wait for someone else to get to their place when ultimately the, their definition of love is unique to them and mm-hmm. their personal experiences? So why wait waiting for that person to come to you and you know how you feel. So why yeah. not go ahead and put that out there, living your truth and just accept what comes on the other side of it. But yeah. you have to do that personal inventory to make sure that it's actually love. And, and, and you know, ask yourself why you're in love. What is, is, is prompting you or prompting these feelings within you that is connecting to that love piece, if that makes sense. Yeah. Love that for you, especially that you're able to do an inventory and it happened for you in, you said your 20s? Yeah, late 20s, early 30s. Late 20s. Mm-hmm. So this question is like interesting for me because I think as I just explained to y'all, like it was like early teenage years where I was like having moments of, oh, do I love you? Do I lust for you? Kind of things. Mm-hmm. And actually building like intimate relationships with people just like on a soul level, which is, I think, pretty wild as I look back on it. And I realized like one of the first people that I said I love you to, I was in like the eighth grade. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I definitely meant it. I, it definitely mm-hmm. looks different as I've explained. Like right. <laughs> the mm-hmm. love looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in like the eighth grade and still friends with that person to this day. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, what was it like? I feel like it was, I saying that to each other was like a declaration of like, a, I'm here for you regardless, no matter what, right? It mm. felt like security a mm. lot of the time. If someone was able to tell me that I loved it, that they loved me and I was able to say it back to them, it felt mm. like security. Mm-hmm. And granted, I mean, that definitely transitions down the line and was probably using it way too loosely during that age with not knowing the <laughs> the gravity of being able to tell someone you love them and what that mm-hmm. what that holds what that you know manifests into but mm-hmm. um and the and the connections built but you know the people that I ended up saying it to along the way were people that I genuinely did love whether that was a romantic kind of love or a love that was romantic and transitioned solely to pl- being platonic um mm-hmm. because of the role that they played in my life over mm-hmm. years of time. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just really interesting for me to look back at that and be like, girl, you were like 13, 14, <laughs> what, what were you, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm thinking about the kind of conversations we were having and mm-hmm. things like that. And even at 13, I wasn't having super surface level conversations. When we up in the middle of the night, no, we're not supposed to be on the phone. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about like real things that were happening in our lives that were impacting us or, you know, that were important to us at that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was my little, my first, you know, I love you vibes. So okay. it so was cool just, though. So just to branch off that a little bit. So you say that, you know, you're still friends with that person to this day, right? Mm-hmm. So I am... I feel like we kind of talked we we've met, talked about this a little bit before in a different episode, but I can't remember. But I mean, I guess you're living proof that you can be friends with an ex. Um, ah, I, that's not a real 
serial ex, so to speak. Okay. Let's put a pin in this. <laughs> not really. So, okay. So before you even get to the end of this question, I got to brief. I got to, we got to fix. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so, okay. I When I think about like a middle school partner, boyfriend, whatever, I wasn't supposed to be dating nobody. Okay. Like, okay. Was my I'm, I'm a Raquel, boo, you're missing me. No. And on the phone, boo. Okay. And on AIM. Okay. That was my man at school and on the phone. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Okay. That. Fair but, right. But then, like, even when I think of boyfriends that I had, let's just say in high school, where let's say I was allowed to have a boyfriend, right? I am mm-hmm. still very, I'm cordial with all of those people. And so when I say friend, like I know I can call, like if I go home and that person I was talking to me about from like eighth grade, if I go home, I know he's at like home. I know I can reach him. I've seen him and we're like, oh my God, hey, we give a hug or whatever. Like he, they know my mm-hmm. family, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. that's because like we literally grew up together. This is yeah. not like a super intimate uh, let me not say super intimate because we did have very intimate moments, but not, it wasn't sexual. It wasn't all of those things that, mm-hmm. you know, can transition into a very adult relationship. It wasn't that mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a very puppy love kind of thing where we really got to get to know each other. And I think that is what holds the bond of, gotcha. I know you, I know your people. Like mm-hmm. I know where you come from kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Rather, mm-hmm. I know your soul in, inside and out at this mm-hmm. point in time um, gotcha. where you get what I'm saying. Yes. Other other people that I've had in my life that were like legitimate le- like boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Again, cordial, but like, and I know, sure, if I called them, I know they'll pick up and they'll talk to me. Mm-hmm. But am I doing that? No, I'm not really interested <laughs> in that. But that's also, I think for me, like, I think a huge part of that is, it's like, I know that I could just be their friend, but I know they can't just be mine. I have tried. Like, Mm -hmm. I have tried. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, just how are you doing? And then it trickles off into something else. And I'm like, never mind, I'm good. And they get blocked. And then I eventually unblock them after some time because I'm just like, all right, whatever. But Mm because then I know they're not hitting me up anymore. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. See, and I'm like, it's a no for me, dog. Like, I can't. um, I tried, but. Once, I don't know, I guess uh, back to that whole compartmentalization thing, like, I feel like when, if we start off platonic, it's really hard for me to kind of develop feelings for you outside of that. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm always, I just view you as a friend. That's just all my, that's the only place my mind is going. It's not going to think anything else. It's not going to, you know, do the what if situation It's literally you mm-hmm. in this, you in the friend category. That's where you're going to stay. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when we cross over to romantic, now I feel like because we're in this whole different space, I can't just flip the switch and put you in the friend category if we break up. Because my, mm-hmm. at that point, those feelings are are so intense for me. You know what I mean? For me to try to mm-hmm. dial them down and bring the friend up part of it up. I just, I haven't to this day, 37 uh, years old, I have yet to have a partner that has changed that about me. Um, or I felt like, okay, I can actually do this. Um, but typically like once we done, we got, we got to go our separate it. ways. You got to contact me. I ain't gonna contact you. I mean, if we see each other in the street and maybe we speak, maybe we don't, I'm cool with either one, um, uh, preferably the not, um, <laughs> but um, but you know the last uh my last relationship we we ended um 
it didn't end badly, but there was still a lot of, you know, hurt and pain and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and anger and sadness and all those other things. So it didn't end as badly to where I felt like, okay, if I was to see, you know, this person in the street, would I speak? And and the question is absolutely yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't foresee, you know, because we, we, it was amicable in that. There's still a respect, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Yes. So, but other than that, mm -mm. being friends and I mean, and the the crazy part is not all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. They've been admitted, but not all of them. But my last one, if, you know, that person were to call me and need me, I would be there. Like I would pick up and I would be there um, for them. Um, All the ones before that, not so much. I actually had a situation. (laughs) I actually had a situation when I was in high school where I was um, dating someone who um, at the time that I was all in, they were not. And they mm-hmm. were, you know, talking to other people, having sex with other people while we were together. So um, for a while, I kind of sat in it like, is this really happening? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Hoping it's going to change. You know, all the stuff you go through when you, um, all the thoughts and feelings that you go through um, when someone's, you know, not being faithful in a relationship because you're trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? You know, is there anything mm-hmm. I can do different? What did I do? Like, all of these different things. Um, but then I finally realized, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me, but there's something wrong with that person. So mm-hmm. I cut ties. Like, like once I've had enough, like it takes me a while to get there sometimes, but once I've had enough, like I'm done, done. Like there's nothing that you can say to undo it, no matter what behaviors. Like my whole thing is, you ain't got to write your wrong with me. You can go write it with, uh, with the next person that come behind me. Like you ain't even got to come <laughs> back this way. You ain't even got to come back this route. You know what I'm saying? It happened, it's over, move on. Like if you want to come give me an apology or something, then I'll accept, you know, I'll accept it within the best of my, capabilities at the time, but I'll hear Mm -hmm. you out, but you're not going to change my mind. And in this particular situation, I felt like after I walked away from the situation, that individual then started to feel those feelings that I felt the entire time. But now- Oh, don't they? Always. Yeah, but now they're dead for me. And, you know, I was a little passive aggressive because I would, you know, they they would be direct and say, oh, can we get back together? And I'd be like, I think about it. Instead of saying no- Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I think about it. And I mean, literally, like every other day for like months. And I would still say, I'll think about it, hoping that eventually you'll <laughs> see that it's never going to move from I'll think about it. But, you know, eventually, but it took some time. But um, mm-hmm. it was it was a whole mess. That's a uh, that's a story for another episode. <laughs> but um, but it, it got a little drama feel for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, because people react in certain ways when they're heard. And at that point, now your ego is bruised because, you know, that individual was very attractive. Everybody was on their tail, hence the infidelity. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, we weren't married, so I don't really use the word infidelity, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, hence, you know, the the temptation, the high temptation on on that end of the table. But um, it was definitely a blow to the ego because at this point, I'm like, no, like it's it's a hard hard pass but because i did have feelings for that person i feel like that's why i i said i didn't i would think about it because i felt like just being harsh and say no leave me the hell alone would be harmful to them because i still did care about them i just didn't want to be with them Mm. so looking back do you think it was more harmful that you didn't directly just say no yes only for not for me but well, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I mean, for them. Let me, no, 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 no. But no, I know what you meant, but let me rewind oh. that. So for them, yes. But really the biggest impact is what happened after the fact with people who were close to me. So people who are close to me end up getting involved in something that they didn't have to get involved in because that individual got them involved and it was not good. So going back, you know, granted, you know, you would hope that I would say, you know, yes, because it caused them harm. But honestly, to be frank, that space that I was in then, not so much. And even right now in this moment, like not so much. But, you know, thinking about the impact that it had on the people who were close to me and some of that that drama that spilled onto them when they had, when the other person put them in it to get to me. That's really mm-hmm. what it was about. That makes sense. That is what they got. My friends got, some of my friends got hurt in the process. So that mm-hmm. is why I would go back and be more direct. But just based on everything that kind of led up to me walking away, I just, you know, I'm not. Not so much. Know, yeah, not so much. And that's just my truth, y'all. Yeah, Don't judge me, but that's <laughs> just my truth. It's not so much. I mean, I feel like, you know, me, saying I don't know, or I'm sorry, saying that um, I'll think about it all those times, I don't feel like I was leading that person on because we weren't we weren't talking on the phone. We weren't interacting with each other outside of the school hallway. So I wasn't behaving in a way that would be seen as leading on or that there mm-hmm. I was giving that person any indication that there was any hope. But I still mm-hmm. would be cordial with that person and still I was still considerate of their feelings in most cases because I still cared about that person. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I know that what I did wasn't malicious. So I feel like for in that aspect of it, no, I don't feel like I would have, that it would have caused less harm. But I feel like, you know, as far as the impact to my friends, I would have, um, if I could go back, I would say no flat out and just leave it alone. But at the end of the day, I still don't know how that person would have reacted to me just saying no, or if that still would have happened to my friends. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So, you know, in I think the biggest difference as I'm listening to you talk about like exes, uh-uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I've been with my now husband since I was 19. We've mm-hmm. had moments where we were off, you know, whatever. And people that I probably have dated in between us mm-hmm. not being together, they are a hell nah for me. <laughs> like a hell no. Like, do not call my phone. Do not text me. If you see me ever, don't look at me. Don't breathe this way. Mm-mm. Just let it be. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> so, like, when we're talking about, like, friends with exes afterwards, um, those kind, like adult exes, I'm good. Kitty exes that we were children, <laughs> we're good. No, I feel that though. I feel that because yeah, ultimately, like, I see what you're saying. Like it's still, lo- it was still love to a degree, or you know, you were in a meaningful relationship, but at the same time, it wasn't deep enough to where you couldn't, uh, you know, uproot that and go back to friends, right? Gotcha. And especially because you were saying like, oh, that was a thing you were saying like you can't do if we're platonic or we're friends, you can't transition that into friendship. All of my childhood people, we were mm-hmm. friends first. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that helped me even start to, because I definitely love them as a friend, but that transition started to happen once Mm -hmm. we start to get each other, get to know each other on deeper levels and being able to talk Mm -hmm. to each other about certain things. Because Mm -hmm. ultimately, let's be real, as a cis hetero woman, when I'm talking to men, it's very surface level. But then if I can Mm -hmm. sit there and have an intimate conversation where we are children and I'm Mm -hmm. taking this deep dive and you're taking this deep dive with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely builds up to romance. 
And so mm. I think that is a, a, the difference here. But. Mm. Yeah. And, and I do hope that, you know, once I find my person that we do develop a friendship and that deepens the connection. But for me, it's, you know, maybe I'm, I'm a little more rigid than I thought, but I just like, I just feel like ultimately it's all about the intent with me. So right, if right. my intention is only to be your friend and it's strictly platonic, then it's hard for me to shift that unless there is something um, truly life-changing that flashes in front of me to say, hey, this might could be a little something else. But I haven't met anyone that has <laughs> that hasn't flashed in front of me. So, you know, mm-hmm. we still with the same process. Like, you know, my intentions are to be your friend. That's all that's there. So even if I think you attractive, even if, you know, there's qualities in you that, of course, I would want in a partner, I'm still not going to think about them past pl- that platonic area. Platonic. You know what I mean? I mean, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I mean, when I look at, you know, my relationship with my husband, when it first started, my intention was to purely have it be platonic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like I was cool with him whatever I think that there were some things that I would do or said that made him believe that I was interested in him because I was being nice mm-hmm. but which is it's really funny because I like to say that he finessed me <laughs> because but like <laughs> you just said though like there has to be a life-changing event there was a very huge life-changing event that um put me in a space of seeing him as a romantic partner gotcha and maybe so, methodical is a better word than rigid. I don't think I'm rigid, but I just feel like I'm very very intentional, very methodical. Um, But yeah, it all starts with intentions for me because I feel like, you know, that is, I feel like your intentions come from your, I don't know, and this could just be my own personal perspective, but I feel like your intentions come from the best part of you. Um, And, you know, I feel like you have to be careful of that because intentions come from the best part of you but at the same time depending on what this context of the situation is could result in a negative intention or a bad intention but ultimately mm-hmm. i feel like all intentions come from the best part of you but depending on what is igniting that intention is what determines if it's ill-gotten or or not but yeah child i hope everybody intends to be coming from the best part of them sometimes that is not look like it's the case Mm -hmm. but i feel like sometimes people don't actually people react more than they than they before they even know exactly Mm -hmm. set them or understand what they are and it's real you know and it's not you know i want to say it's simple but you know what's helpful for me is i always ask myself okay well what are walking into this situation what are you hoping to get out of it like and that's any situation that i walk into like what are my intentions by you know taking this job am i just trying to get this bag or am i really coming in here to try to make a difference in these people's lives or and is it both both you know right, right, i mean because right. you know ultimately i don't been in the situation where i jumped in it just for the bag i ain't gonna lie mm-hmm. but and but i also realized through through life that you know just merely running into something for the money is is that's not going to be uh, beneficial or lucrative for me in the long run um, mm-hmm. because it's not going to be satisfying or fulfilling um, for me as an mm-hmm. individual. But um, but yeah, that that's that's interesting. That, that very interesting um, path this conversation has taken. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. All right, fam. So now it's time for Therapist Hats Off segment of our podcast. Before we get started with this segment, we just want to remind you to send all of your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Rade, do you have our first question? I sure do. So our first question from a listener is, I'm just starting college and I feel like I've been falling in love with everyone I've met. I know that I'm attracted to them, especially because they 
um, each have things to offer. I'm starting to think that I should just date each of them and see what happens. What are your thoughts? Ooh, love this mm-hmm. question. Hmm. I mean, hmm. interesting. I guess I would, you know, how do you define love first off? You know, what does that mean to you? Are these people really checking off all of those boxes or are they checking off some of them that is leading you to believe that you're quote unquote? I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not trying to water down your, your situation, uh, listener, but, you know, quote unquote, if you're in love with them, it could just really mm-hmm. be a strong attraction. It could really be, you know, just I like them a lot. I like their personality. It doesn't necessarily translate to that if you have a true understanding of what love means to you. Um, once you have a full understanding of what love means to you, then I feel like then you can kind of stack them up against that. But ultimately... Um, I'm going to say this with certainty. You ain't in love with all of them. Mm-mm, can't be. <laughs> Not at the can't same time, be. sweetheart. Um, <laughs> but now as far as dating them, but I mean, honestly, if you, to me, I feel like, okay, you still want to be intentional with your dating. So if you're dating to find, you know, kind of like um, Rade said, you know, her intent with dating was to to get married, to find her her husband, her life partner. So if that's your goal, then ultimately you want to date with that intention. Now, if your intention is just to have a boyfriend or just to really get to know them better, then just get to know them and not necessarily have to put labels on it to say, okay, I'm dating you, I'm dating you, I'm dating you, rather than I'm just getting to know all of you. And then as you progress, then determine, okay, um, who do you actually want to go further with? Who do you want to, who do you actually see some type of future with? Then kind of go from there. Um, I just feel that if you go through that process you know, that way, then eventually a lot of them are going to fall off because you're going to realize, no, I'm not really feeling that or I'm not in love with them. That person just real cool, you know, and maybe this just be my my homie that we go to the movies or we go golf Mm -hmm. or, you know, or someone we just kick it on the telephone and talk about deep stuff, Um, you know, almost kind of like a pseudo therapist for each other type situation versus something substantially meaningful that you want to walk into with long-term expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything you said definitely go ahead and we've talked about this before write out your expectations your standards do they meet the mark and if you don't know that yet then um good sis good bros you need to go ahead and build a roster and see if they check off some boxes and you know like yes i'm saying that you know in the past i was saying like i've dated to marry but Dating has multiple levels. We we call it so many different things. We have courting, we have dating, we have talking stages, all of those things, exclusively right. dating. And I want to point out that that was only when I was exclusively dating and being courted and decided gotcha. to specifically be with that person. Outside of that, mm-hmm. I had a list. Maybe there were some people that I was interested in, right? <laughs> not in love with all of them, good sis, or brothers, mm-hmm. like not in love with all of them. Mm-hmm. So being able to see, okay, there is an attraction that exists, right? I'd like you, maybe, maybe you're funny, maybe mm-hmm. I'm physically attracted, whatever those things are. But taking a deeper look at who that person is can help you to see see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. and all of those people that were quote unquote on the list or whatever were people that, like I said, we had interest for, but it didn't mean that I was like, oh, I need him to be my husband. I was just weeding people out. Because I probably thought like, oh, I'm interested in this person. And once I really got to know them, it wasn't it. They were not it for me. Not even to probably have as a friend. Or maybe they were somebody I would just kick it with. So maybe they became something else. Like, mm-hmm. But really big piece is, yeah, sure. If you want to, go ahead and, and date them. But define date for you too. 
does that mean that you are just hanging out with them without the intention of this being something more? Do you have a priority list? Do you like other some of them more than the other ones? Like check on a, a number of things there and what your intention will be behind dating them. Because dating and just seeing what happens is cool and all until mm-hmm. you like, oh yeah, I got three people and I like them all the same. What should I still do? And I want to be with them, you know, like it's going to take some weeding out and being mm-hmm. able to understand what exactly are you looking for. And right. and if that is just to have a good time, date them all. As right. long as they're also consenting to that, right? Like you need mm-hmm. to make sure you're having conversation with each of them. If you're, if, especially if you're having sex with any of them or all of them, making sure that they understand that you're not the only person that I'm having sex with and allowing them to make a decision if they mm-hmm. are going to stay or they're not. It's not right. saying that you can't, but allow them to make that decision for themselves if they want to be a right. part of that. So right. because their consider. intentions may be different as well. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're moving through this process and, and you know talking to people and stuff like that, the hope is to make sure that they are are clear about their intentions as well. Good stuff. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> next question. Um I'm 29 years old and very tired of men playing the role, allowing me to fall in love just to have sex with me. How can I address this with them at the beginning of the relationship so I can stop running into this? Ooh. Address it. What's your <laughs> intentions? Here are mine. Another thing is, um, I'm not sure if you are not, but you could not have sex with them at first. A lot of people mm-hmm. make a rule for themselves. Hey, I'm not going to have sex in the first 90 days. I'm not having sex for the first year. I'm not having whatever that is. But mm-hmm. that's a boundary for you. Remember, boundaries are for you and other other people. So make sure you're mm-hmm. not putting that boundary in place because you want to make sure that, you know, they fall in love with you or or whatever that looks like. Um, Or you want to see how far, how long they could last. And all, you know, just if that's going to be a boundary for you, make sure it's a boundary for you. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, in the beginning of this, you know, what I would say to them is I'm looking for a romantic relationship, exclusive romantic relationship that's long term. And mm-hmm. or is that also what you're looking for? And if their answer to that is yes, then I think there also needs to be a conversation around, okay, well, if you ever feel like that is no longer what we are moving toward, are you okay with being able to tell me that? And vice versa with you. So it leaves the door open that this was already discussed. And if it ever comes up, it leaves opportunity for not only for um, them to come to you yourself themselves or you to go to them if that's coming up, but also if they start acting a different way or anything like that, you have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? We already talked about this. I just want to check in. Um, I've noticed some differences. Are we still on the track to us? getting into or you know moving towards a relationship or have you changed your mind and if that's the case then i just you know i want to respect that i just want to make sure i I know where you are right now Mm -hmm. um wow well i mean there's not i I agree with everything that you say right it's not really much i would add but you know for me i would you know what kind of stuck out to me is um allowing me to fall in love just to have sex with me so for me i feel like ultimately you know allowing you i don't think that Mm -hmm. they're allowing you that's ultimately your feelings and what you're you know they may be prompting or igniting certain things in you but ultimately make identifying that emotion and living with that emotion that's all you boo you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with them now at the same time not exclusively um i mean inclusively but anyway um 
you know, also, are they, how long after you have sex does the relationship last? Are they literally just having sex with you and then running, you know, ghosting you? Or after you have sex, then the relationship just kind of fizzles out over time. So, you know, ultimately, if that's what's happening, then, you know, I agree with Rade that you want to put your intentions and your expectations kind of up front so you can make sure that you're both on the same page. But at the same time, you want to understand, like, how much are you getting to know about this person before you become physically intimate with them? Do you tri- do you feel like you know them well enough? How deep is that connection before you're taking it physical? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Rade said, making that list of, you know, the, the qualities, you know, and characteristics that you want in a partner. Are they meeting those? What are your non-negotiables? Are they, you know, uh, checking off any of those boxes to where, you know, that's not some, you know, any deal breakers? Like you need to kind of become very aware of all of this, all of these things about yourself so that when you come across these, these men that you already know, okay, well, this is not going to work because of X, Y, and Z anyway. So why even be physical with them? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just have to really determine what your boundaries are, you know, and then by also realizing what it is that you truly want and how you are, how often are you checking in with yourself when you're dealing with these men to confirm what they're meeting and what they're not meeting or what, you know, deal breakers are presenting themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I got. You know what? Last thing with, I'm so glad you called attention to the allowing me to fall in love with them. Check your boundaries with yourself and other people like now at the door mm-hmm. um, because might sound a little harsh, but there's no reason that you should be falling in love with people because you believe that they're allowing you to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like there has to be, even though love is vulnerable and it's deep and all of those things, like you still mm-hmm. have to make sure that you are quote unquote, protecting your heart in some kind of way. And when I say that, I don't mean, you know, having walls up, but I do mean um, being decisive or being, um, what's the word I want to use? Just being selective, being selective mm-hmm. of who gets who gets that part of you. Right. Um, because if everyone gets that part of you, then ultimately, you know, it, it no longer becomes sacred. And mm-hmm. we, and love is sacred, so... Keep that and in you mind. stop making, and you stop making an. an mm, I must say something. You stop making people work for it when you do that. If you just, mm-hmm. you know, not saying that you just um laying it, uh, laying it low and spreading it wide, listener. But I'm just saying that you know, if that is, if you're not selective in that aspect of you, and I feel like anything under the surface that's sacred, whether that's sex, whether that's you know your innermost thoughts and desires, like all of that stuff mm-hmm. is sacred. Like Rade saying, mm-hmm. so you want to be very selective who you lie underneath the surface because. Under the surface is where damage is done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. not much damage can be done on the surface, but definitely underneath. So you want to be very discerning about who you allow into that space um, before you, you know, proceed. So that's that's my two cents on that. Exactly. You have anything else about this one? No, I think that's it. All right, y'all. So now to our earth lesson. To combat the confusion of love and lust, give them both room to exist. Romantic love should exist alongside love and lust, sorry, and they do not have to be mutual unless you want them to be. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your question and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.